Hey y'all, welcome to Your Best Pet, Conversations with a Vet. My name is Dr. D, and I am here to educate you on the important topics you didn't know you needed to know. Communication is the key in any relationship, and I believe with my whole heart that if you are educated in a way that you can understand, that'll make you the best pet parent you can be. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Your Best Pet. I am Dr. D, and today we are going to be talking about a disease process called vestibular disease. Um, Vestibular disease um, is, or vestibular signs, are typically diagnostic for three different diseases. And I want to break that down for you guys. Um, what means what to me, um, and kind of how I go about diagnosing the different, um, diseases. So let's dive right into it. Let's get started here. Um, the first, um, thing we're going to go through is signs. So vestibular disease comes with vestibular signs. And to me, vestibular signs are, Uh, or I guess in the medical community, vestibular signs are typically um, coming from the vestibular portion of the brain. And the vestibular portion of your brain is what does your motor skills. So what, um, what your body, how you can walk in a straight line, how you can, um, how your brain is kind of um, orients itself to the world. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Um, To me, vestibular signs are um, basically like in humans, you would consider it vertigo. So when you're kind of the world is kind of topsy-turvy, a lot of the times these animals, um, I'll be talking specifically about dogs, but this occurs in many different species. I'm thinking rabbits, uh, rats, uh, cats, dogs, um, all of that stuff. So those are the species that come to mind when I think about vestibular disease. But today, exclusively, we're going to be talking about dogs. So um, vestibular signs are a head tilt. So head tilted to one side or the other. Um, Oftentimes, the direction that the head is tilting, whether it's to the left or to the right, um, indicates what side of the brain something's um, malfunctioning or there's something pressing, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, circling. So typically they circle in the same direction their head is tilted toward. Um, so if a dog is circling to one side, um, typically something's going on in that vestibular portion of the brain. Now, this is not your hyperactive toy breed dog who turns in a circle on command or, you know, spins in a circle when they get excited. That is different. Um, This is like, something's wrong. This is not normal for this patient. Um, And then the last sign is the most common, which is nystagmus. Nystagmus is a fancy medical term that means that their eyeballs are moving from side to side. There are three different kinds of nystagmus in dogs that we think about there is horizontal which is when it when the eyeballs when you look at them and they're they're rapidly moving from side to side um typically um 
horizontal, obviously, side to side. Um, vertical is usually when they move up and down um, rapidly and not like they're looking at something, like it's obvious up-down motion of the eyeballs themselves, not the whole head. And then rotational nystagmus is when the eyeballs move in a circle, which is very creepy looking. And oftentimes you don't really notice it until you pull their, which is why I do this on every exam, you pull their eyelids up a little bit so that you can see the white part of their eye and then you can see if the eyeball is turning in a circle. Um, oftentimes it's like a rotary phone. It's called rotary nystagmus or rotational nystagmus. And it it's like it spins one direction and then it slowly spins back. Spins one direction, slowly spins back. Um, and with nystagmus, with all three of these, you have a fast phase and a slow phase. And oftentimes the direction of the fast phase so whether it, it moves to the right really fast and then goes to the left really slow or uh, up, down, same deal, or if it's, uh, ro if it's rotating really fast uh, clockwise and then slowly counterclockwise and you know what side of the brain um, something's malfunctioning. So that is why nystagmus is really important because it literally points to where something is wrong. Um, same with the head tilt and the circling. It's pointing to where something is wrong, usually. Um, that being said, um, there are three major causes of um, vestibular signs. Um, the first thing that most people think about when it comes to vestibular signs is a brain tumor. That is, and oftentimes the direction that these things are pointing is where the tumor is sitting. Um, that is not something that you can diagnose on exam. That is something that you can call vestibular signs and you can say a portion of the brain is malfunctioning, but you cannot diagnose a brain tumor without doing an MRI. You cannot see it. So, I mean, unless there's a massive bulge on the head, come, you know, something like that. But usually you wouldn't have vestibular signs with that. Usually this is something small sitting in the vestibular center of the brain, um, one side or the other, sometimes in the middle, um, and oftentimes growing. Um, and there's, there's not much you can do about it. Um, if you have the means... To be able to do an MRI in a dog, oftentimes it is upwards of three to $5,000. Um, yes, you heard me right, in the dog. Um, I remember when MRIs in a dog in vet school were like 900 and that was like ungodly, unheard of, and people would like refuse to do it then. Now it's three to $5,000 and people still refuse to do it. So there's, there's not much that you can do if you can't have an MRI done or if you're in a location where that's not possible. Um, and, and it's understandable um, or, you know, financially feasible. Um, but that is the only technical way to diagnose a brain tumor. So that being said, um, most of the time you don't know for sure and you have to try different treatments and see if it makes a difference. Um, and I'll get into that in a second. So that is the number one um, possible cause there. Number two 
is a disease process uh, called an inner ear infection. So it's an infection in the inner bulla um, in the inside of the ear. And it is very hard to differentiate an inner ear infection from a brain tumor. And I know I have misdiagnosed this before, and I will freely admit that. Um, But that's why I usually treat the way that I treat. So um, let's let's dive in. Oh, uh, one more. The third possible cause for vestibular signs in a dog is a disease process called old dog vestibular disease. Yes, that is the official name of the disease process, old dog vestibular disease. Um, And what happens with old dog is they have these vestibular signs and there's no um, apparent cause for it. um, And it spontaneously resolves on its own, typically within one to three weeks. Sometimes it does not resolve on its own and they learn to live with their new normal. I know that that sounds a little hokey, but it's real, it happens, it's diagnosed all the time, and sometimes it resolves and sometimes it doesn't. Oftentimes it doesn't progress. So the difference with these is how they progress, and I wanna go through with y'all how I go about diagnosing and treating it when an MRI cannot be done. So the official way that you diagnose this is with an MRI, with all of these. Um, Basically, what you would do is you would send them for an MRI. If the MRI comes back clean, it's typically old dog vestibular. If the MRI comes back with a mass in the brain, then it's diagnostic for a brain tumor. Or a cloudy bulla in the inner ear of one side or the other. Um, and that's an inner ear infection. So that is the technical by the book way that you're supposed to diagnose these. Now, because that's not always possible, veterinarians have developed a way around that. Um, because we are all MacGyvers in our own right and do our best to try and fix things when finances are a concern which happens every single day of my life. So um, what do I do? I typically put these guys, all of them, on a medication called Serenia. The drug name for that is Meropitant. Um, that's, you may know it by that. Um, it's also known as the nausea medication. So kind of like Dramamine for dogs, uh, except it has a whole bunch more things that it does in dog bodies. Um, basically, it makes them not so nauseous. It turns off the part of the brain that says, I need to throw up, which helps them um, not be nauseous when their whole world is topsy-turvy. Because they're, because the motor portion of their brain is not functioning 100% normal, it's kind of like they have vertigo. You know, the whole world is a little bit loopy and they're falling over and they're having a hard time keeping themselves upright. A lot of the times the nausea medication makes a big difference for them and they feel better. So they're able to eat, they're able to go forth with their life. And um, they, we don't typically put them on Serenia long term. I usually do like 
three to five days worth of it just to get them through the initial hit with the vertigo. Um, and then the second thing that I do to quote unquote treat this, um, for all of these, the Serenia will make them feel a little bit better, but it's not necessarily going to fix anything. With old dog vestibular, sometimes it can normalize them enough that they're able to um, resolve quickly. Sometimes they spontaneous, spontaneously resolve with the Serenia. Um, sometimes they spontaneously resolve within one to three weeks. With old dog vestibular, if it lasts longer than three weeks, it's typically not going to go away. So just keep that in mind. With, in, with a inner ear infection, um, so the two medications that I put these guys on are the Serenia, and the second one is an antibiotic. Now, Dr. Desaunier, why would you put them on an antibiotic when you don't have just cause to put them on an antibiotic? Well, here's the reason. Realistically, in a dog, you can only have one of these three things. And in order to rule out inner ear infections, the only way to treat an inner ear infection in a dog is to put them on a medication called Batril. That medication is also called, the drug name is Enrofloxacin. It is a fluoroquinolone which is a kind, it's a drug class um, that targets the inner ear. Um, it is a hardcore antibiotic, but um, if they have an inner ear infection, they will often resolve like that. It is very quick. They are back to normal. You do the full course of the antibiotic, of course, um, but that's usually what makes them better. And that's the only thing that's gonna make them better. So if I put them on, an antibiotic and they resolve very quickly. Typically it's an inner ear infection and they normalize and they do much better. Now I will use this particular medication in dogs, cats, rabbits, and rats, um, and guinea pigs for that matter. Um, I do it a little bit differently in every species, but most of the time that's what makes this better because that's what targets the inner ear and that's the really one of the only medications that will work. Um, so then I know, okay, well, it got better really quickly on the antibiotic. I know it was an ear, ear infection. Diagnosis, check, check. Um, if they get on the medications, I put them on both almost always. Um, I usually talk to the owner about all of this, obviously, but I'll put them on both. If they are hesitant to put them on an antibiotic, then I will just do the Serenia, but I will usually strongly recommend doing both. If they resolve right away within one to two days on the medications, it's usually an inner ear infection. If they resolve within one to three weeks, it's usually old dog vestibular. If they progressively get worse despite the medications, that is usually a brain tumor and there's not much that I can do. So every owner walks away from our conversation knowing that. If the medications are not working, there is not much that can be done in this situation. Now, I almost always offer a referral to a neurologist. I almost always offer an MRI. I almost always go through all of these, I say almost always, because I'm pretty sure I always do this, but there's going to be the one client who comes back and says, you never told me, rah, rah, rah. 
I, I try to every single time, every single client, every time this happens. So I walk you through the possible causes. I walk you through the treatment options. I walk you through referrals, neurologists, MRIs, all this stuff. And then nine times out of 10, people elect to try the medication and try and get an appointment with a neurologist in case they're not improving. If they improve right away, we know what the cause is. They can cancel their appointment. If not, then they have an appointment for a second opinion. And that's my typical process when it comes to these diseases because that is a way that I have found to weed out these, not that I found it and this is, you know, something that only I do. Most vet, The way that most veterinarians have found this is the, the most effective way to deal with this. And, you know, every now and then we're wrong. Every now and then, you know, it was old dog vestibular not in her ear, but thank goodness your pet is better. Every now and then, um, you know, they don't have a brain tumor. It's actually old dog vestibular and it resolves three weeks later and they're fine. Um, sometimes it doesn't resolve and it, you know, isn't progressively worsening, but it's the same and it's not getting better. Um, I mean, sometimes that's old dog vestibular and you know, they don't have a brain tumor, but it just didn't resolve. And now that is their new normal. And that's okay, too. Um, it depends on the kid. I don't typically euthanize for vestibular signs. Um, I will usually try the medications and see if it makes a difference. Um, and if it ends up being that they don't get better or they're getting worse, um, then euthanasia is something that we will put on the table, but I'd at least try and fix it um, because sometimes it is an inner ear infection. Now, story time. Um, I did have this happen one time where I was 180% confident. Like I am saying I was too big for my britches and it happened that I was wrong. I know it doesn't happen very often, but I'm going to tell you a story of the one time that it did happen. Okay, I'm being facetious. Just go with me. So I had this elderly couple who shall remain nameless, but they were very elderly. And they also had a very elderly dog that they love very much. I do not know if this dog is still alive at the time. This dog was 17 years old had microophthalmia, meaning the eyeballs were smaller than they're supposed to be. Um, this dog had a slew of medical diseases. I'm not even kidding you when I say this dog was in every other week for a new problem, okay? This dog is sickly. And bless them, you know, this couple, every time anything happened, brought them in uh, you know, he would go through these vomiting, but I believe it was a he, he would go through these vomiting spells and, you know, all of this stuff. Well, anyway, it, it happened that I got the case, he came in for circling. Um, he was circling and falling over. He had nystagmus. I believe it was horizontal nystagmus. Um, and he was circling one direction. And I was like, this is it for this dog. This is it. He's got a brain tumor. I, I know it. 
I do the exact same thing. You know, I walk the owners through. Um, they did not want to put the dog on antibiotics if they didn't have to. They were um, not opposed to getting uh, to going to see a neurologist. And I'm so glad that they did because the neurologist did the exact same thing that I almost always do. But I didn't do this one time. <laughs> What I did was I put this dog on Serenia, but I did not put it on antibiotics, which I should have done, but I did not. Because in my heart of hearts, I was confident this was a brain tumor. This was a 17-year-old Maltese that had every disease known to man, and I just knew this was it for him, you know? They wanted to go see a specialist. I was like, totally fine, understandable. Let's do some Serenia until you can get in with the neurologist, which they were able to get in like within three days or something. So they get in to see this neurologist and I get the report back. They put the dog on an antibiotic. They did not do an MRI. They put the dog on an antibiotic and lo and behold, the dog got better. No joke, within two days of the antibiotic, yes, I'm pounding my fist on the desk because I was shook. Within two days of being on the antibiotic, it he normalized, he was back to normal, and I was shook. When I tell you, I was beyond confident this was a brain tumor in this 17-year-old Maltese that was older than dirt and looked older than dirt. I, I was shook, but lo and behold, it was in fact an inner ear infection. He did get better and he did live at least another year. Um, I am no longer at that practice, so I have no idea what happened with him, but I did see him a couple months down the road and he was fine and I was like blown away. So that is your story time. It is not always cancer when they are old, so don't... Um, only think that. Um, but that is my story time. That is the one case where it happened to me. And now, ever since I had that one case where that happened, now every single time I put them on both Serenia and antibiotics. Um, and, and that's how we do things. <laughs> so I hope this episode was beneficial to you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something and that it was a, a good listen. And I hope that this helps make your pet your best pet. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And have a happy Friday. Have a fantastic weekend and a great day. Love y'all. And uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. And uh, we'll keep these uh, stories rolling. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Uh, if you found it helpful, send it to somebody you think it would help too. Um, you can like, comment, share this pod on Insta. It's your best pet pod. Um, and if you love this podcast, five stars only, please, at the bottom. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. It helps the pod grow and reach more people. Until next time, hope you're living life with your best pet. We'll see you next week.